Hello, and welcome to episode 6 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's February 17th, 2019, for most of us here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on something like alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. And Vars. Hello. All right, so we're back. Uh, we it's been a little while since we recorded because we had a, a sort of a two-part episode. In general, there hasn't been a whole lot of news, but uh, but there hasn't been none. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then our plan is to uh, also spend a little bit of time, kind of interviewing each other, getting to know uh, who it is that is talking in this podcast. So, all right, uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll sort of start with the. The first bit of news, which is that big things are coming in 2019. Big uh, things. Yeah, that's right. So uh, 5B, the 5B artist management account, tweeted, uh, uh, you know, like the, the standard photo and wrote, big things are coming in 2019 from Baby Metal Japan. And that's, you know, they are somewhat official. They are, you know, they're the closest thing to official we've got. So nobody knows what this means. <laughs> but nobody knows. Why else it's, would they tweet it though? That's the it means something big. Like, something big is coming. That's something that's it. big. Yes. So, I mean, you know, there's a there's a certain amount of optimism that goes with that. I I sort of feel like it probably didn't come from nothing. There's probably something that motivated them to tweet that. But it is anyone who's looked at the five B feed, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the least specific thing they have probably ever tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> the Death Star will be ready to fire in seven minutes. So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, speculation has gone rampant uh, as to what this could mean. Uh, I guess I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a, a couple of notes that I took sort of in this in this area, and mostly it's just about speculation of other things that maybe they could be referring to, but we don't know. Um, one thing maybe Album I'll mention. Tour. What, sorry? Album or tour? anything well yeah uh i mean it seems like unless they're really going to do something off the wall <laughs> then album or, album or tour does seem like a likely kind of thing that they would be having in mind so uh, maybe they're going back to big things festival <laughs> that's a festival? good things right <laughs> I'm, there has to be a festival right, right. big things <laughs> never heard of it it's too, it's if they too say... good a name to not be a big things festival. I hope they say good things next time. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back to good things. But yeah, so the, uh, uh, I mean, there have been also uh, Louder Sound Metal Hammer uh, had a passing mention of Baby Metal releasing an album in 2019. Uh, again, you know, everybody speculates that, but at least these are people who are just kind of on the periphery of of what they know official stuff sometimes. I always so. viewed a metal hammer as like an official, almost like they know more than everybody else anyway. Like they have inside. That's well, it's like, absolutely what everybody's hoping. Like they always so. seem like they have more reliable information than everybody else. Yeah. Well, they do have a long-standing history of covering the group and getting yeah. it right. Yeah. So it could. I mean, it could be. It could be that they know something, or it could be that they are just uh, gambling 
Teasing. But, teasing. They know that the B metal fans love it. Optimism. Yeah. I mean, so this was actually it was a it was a passing mention uh in an article that was actually about Rammstein. Uh which is another thing, too. That uh do you do you any of you remember why people thought that they there was a chance that they could There was there was some leak. Huh? I it was someone it was on some weird website where it was saying that Rammstein were touring and then it tagged B metal in it. So a lot of people were speculating that uh B metal would be opening for Rammstein. Uh-huh. That would be a spectacular show. I don't, I don't know what the likelihood of that is, but that would be fun. That would be awesome. Talk about two groups that pride themselves on theatrical stage experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I mean, I, I, my understanding is that there are at least some people who you know hang out on these Discord channels that bought the tickets. <laughs> you know, yeah, and maybe. Worst case, they see Rammstein, but um, the problem, of course, is that it. You know that gets sold out before we find out because it's. I think I believe the tour is not that far in the future, really. I'm not sure. So, anyway, so uh, it was interesting, at least that there was, there was that connection even in the the Metal Hammer thing, that you know the article was actually about Rammstein and then you know Babel Metal was mentioned. So, anyway, we'll see. Big things, big things are coming. Um, Oh yeah, the thing I was going to mention was that the one thing that we know 5B is responsible for is kind of like artist management in the U.S. So, you know, it's quite possible they're disconnected from all other things, but that does, you know, give me additional hope that maybe there is a U.S. thing happening sometime. And well, they haven't big. skipped the U.S. whenever they've left Japan. We'll see. Anyway, any any further thoughts on what big things might be nothing we haven't already talked about right i I think we go into rampant speculation if we if we're wondering what big things means yeah see see episodes one through four of this podcast for what (laughs) could be big things (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right um something that's a little bit more actual news is that uh Baby Metal has been announced for two days in the Summer Sonic 2019 in Japan, uh, uh, whatever it is, festival. So on January 31st, the Twitter account tweeted it. Um, and I think actually that went on all the... the Twitter is the one I pay attention to, but I think it went up on all the all the things. Yes. So. Yeah, I got it everywhere. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's l- late, though, right? I mean, it's it's August 16th in Osaka and August 17th in Tokyo. Um, and at least when I typed up the show notes that this was, they were just immediately sub headline, um, below the red hot chili peppers. But I think they've been, I I think as people get announced, they've been slipping to slightly further down the list. Yeah. I think they're third now, right? Yeah. I forget who knocked them down. (laughs) There's a plan though. I mean, it's not, it's not over until at least August 17th. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and I suspect we'll get some information or something when the one membership from this past year runs out here in, what, a month? Yes. A month and a half? Yes. I have been counting on hearing something about that, you know, that it doesn't just go out, doesn't just expire, and then nothing. So Maybe they'll we'll expand on my bath set. We got the big towel this year. Maybe I'll get a sand of hand towels this year. Yes, right. Or like a 
they call it like a loofah loofah ooh a baby metal loofah <laughs> i'd take that we have the candle maybe some soap <laughs> excellent yes but yeah the, so the 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 one membership officially expires on march 31st i believe so um but usually we know i mean usually it's not like there's been that many years of precedent to work from but we should know soon also another thing about the summer sonic is that the tickets are available uh overseas now as well so there is a web you know the a page you can go to an english page there are one day tickets available for each of the days and there's a like a platinum level you can get which gets you like special seating and i think a couple other like advantage in the merch lines and stuff yeah, it's pretty expensive too from what i remember that what did it work out it was like 120 bucks for the cheapest ticket or something like that right yeah the osaka one day uh 13.8 k yen as well yeah so basically 14,000 and 15,000 for the tokyo one day and then if you wanted the that platinum level it's 25,000 for either that's a lot for a festival right it seems like it mm, i mean i what paid 180 australian for good things well australian money is funny money i mean <laughs> for whatever reason you guys overpay for everything yeah <laughs> that's pretty normal and in fact in fact i think it's pretty damn good for all the all the bands that are playing Mm-hmm. really okay yeah i haven't been to a festival yet i i don't know i don't typically do well standing in the sun all day but uh okay i didn't know they were that expensive i'm paying does... close to that for rocklahoma this thing mm-hmm. no kidding well maybe 300 dollars for a VIP. vip the one ticket isn't so out of the question then no <laughs> and it's and it's three days <laughs> no. as well when yeah. festivals no, it go the more than one day Festivals go more than one day. Uh, usually, get, uh, the price goes up a lot. Yeah. Now, does that get you more than one day, or is that one hundred eighty dollars a day? It's. Uh, I'm sorry for the for the good things you mean. Well, not a, yeah for good things or any other festival. I'm just trying to calibrate here. It's probably a, yeah a hundred a day. <laughs> hundred bucks a day. Okay. Probably well, I can work. tell you that for for uh, Summer Sonic, uh, it is thirty nine thousand for three day. The full three day in Tokyo and thirty six thousand for the full three day in Osaka, um, and the, you can't get that platinum level level at um, the, the three days. So you have to buy the platinum one day, and the one day is uh, fifteen thousand. Wow. Okay. So so who's going? Uh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, I think if I were if I had if I were near there anyway. I would go, I think. Sure. Because it's, it's, um, yeah, I've got to believe that's not going to be the only thing that they play between now and the end of, between now and the end of 2019. They've got to say something soon. Well, uh, the only thing that they really need to announce soon, I think, are festival dates, because the festivals force it. Uh, I bet we can still wait a couple of months before hearing about further headline shows of their own I w- i'd rather we didn't but yeah well, who knows i think what I, mainly what i'm saying is i'm not quite ready to abandon all hope certainly not i mean they'll tour this year they tour i can't wait for year. the announcement to be tomorrow or something after the recording <laughs> yeah that's i mean 
I, I'd put up with it. It would be fine. Uh, but it would be kind of annoying to have, like record this big, long episode of speculation. And then before it gets edited and posted, <laughs> it's all out of date. Hey, if we're responsible for inadvertently getting news out, I will take it. Yep. I'll take that karma hit. Right. I'm pretty sure last year's announcement was around this time anyways. And there was already like a couple of festivals announced. Yeah. I've, um, I think, I think we haven't even, or maybe we have just about gotten to the point where the leak happened, right? The, yeah. the end of February. Yeah. Okay. The, the chat room is saying it was February 27th. Uh, is that the announcement, the official announcement of yeah, the, the Kansas city? Show? Yeah. Cause there was about a week. Oh, it, it, it briefly appeared about a week before and then everybody denied all knowledge. And then, then it happened anyway. So, okay. So we can hope we can hope we're getting close to the end of February. So, um, that's the. I was gonna say that'd be awesome if they did like a complete just reset of what they did last year, announcing the same shows, same dates, like at the same time. Like honestly, I'd be happy. I'd be down. Yeah, <laughs> I'll drive to Kansas City again. I I did think that would be I, that did cross my mind. Is it would, would be hilarious if the if the first show was in Kansas City. I they they owe it to us. I think. Sorry for Kansas City reunion tour. Yeah redo that show entirely we'll see we'll see and then the next sort of thing i wanted to talk about um let's see oh just a just sort of a mini mention uh and i am i am only getting this person's name from the from the twitter handle but hirakazu sato uh does you know great fan art and uh i there was he, he made a just a fantastic image uh of essentially envisioning that object from the new year's tweet as a, like an eight-sided spaceship with uh, cutaway art and stuff in there and it is it's fantastic enough that it's worth mentioning that one bit of fan art specifically it must have taken forever to make yeah it's, it's so gorgeous. dense too yeah i enjoyed it so many references in this thing uh, just looking at it you know you get Star Fox. i think Star Fox 64 to be specific there's uh and a xenomorph from Alien, uh, Star Wars references, lots of boxes everywhere. Uh, Moa eating, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's. It might be. Is it? Is it Bo cooking? Maybe. I think that was that was what uh, the speculation was. Yeah, and Omar is playing pool. Yeah, it's worth oh, checking yeah, out and giving that. him a follow on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I see a... the little dude praying to the fox god on the top. Yep. Yep. And. uh Koba's broom is there behind the the toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and actually, so uh, and behind that, if you look closely, there's also a, a an alien hiding. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really dense. Everybody should go check that thing out and yeah. give him a follow on Twitter. I love it. Yeah, it's really really cool. But so, uh, and in fact, actually, the graphic novel uh, official account was uh, impressed and you know commented on it so did he I win their fan art i don't remember uh, what? yeah i'm Is pretty Z2's, sure he did z2 did the graphic novel tie-in fan art competition um did, yeah, did he I win remember that, that vaguely <laughs> but yeah i'm not i'm not sure uh actually what the what the conclusion was i think you're right actually i think i think you are correct um there was two was people the, who won it yeah, but um, because the the one he did this one that was sort of based on the characters from the graphic novel, um, and I think that 
I think that did actually get recognized as something, you know, it, it was at least recognized it might have actually won the, you know, the sort of contest. I'm yeah, Chad sure. agrees. Sato and Rick Wagner both won the contest. Excellent. Okay, cool. Um, and I've, I've found the tweet that says um, that uh, Baby Metal GN has uh, you know, uh, retweeted this art of Sato's. Very nice. Very cool. I really like the style. Actually, it's it's uh, it fits perfectly. <laughs> yeah, all his stuff is really fun. Great art style. Super talented. Okay, let's see. Uh, a couple of couple more sort of miscellaneous things. Uh, in the time since we recorded last, uh, the oh, and I should say welcome welcome back to those who have uh, skipped over the last two episodes because you're still waiting to read the graphic novel. Do read that. But <laughs> um, uh, Kerrang published a little like a little fluffy, uh, the 10 moments that made baby metal global superstars thing, which is, uh, it's almost not worth mentioning, <laughs> but <laughs> it gave most of the fans a heart attack. Yeah. It's, it's, there's almost nothing in it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a little buzzfeedy. Yeah. However, yeah. I'm still kind of happy to see just publicity. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take publicity anywhere they can get it. Right. Uh, another thing that was kind of cool that we that determined was that um, the there's a channel. So I don't I don't know the Japanese channels particularly, but uh, NHK BS4K, uh, which is a a 4K broadcast channel, they are scheduled to show the download festival footage <clears throat> in 4K uh, over three nights uh, on February 23rd, March 2nd, and March 9th. And as far as we know, this is the first, the first 4K we're aware of that anyone might be able to capture. So I think there was a 4K broadcast of this in the UK that no one got. But Ooh. I um, like pixels. Yes, 4K would be fantastic. Yep. Yes, please. So it's already in their schedule. You can uh, you can look in. You know, I mean, I I have a maybe we can put a link. I'm not may well actually not be worth putting a link in the show notes because it's going to be expired fairly soon <laughs> but uh, you can see the slots are 90 minutes long and in the ad it was said that there's going to be Marilyn Manson, Guns N' Roses, The Struts and Baby Metal and it's split over three days I suspect that they are independent so uh, my guess is that Baby Metal will be only in one of them but I don't know what that's a good guess and that's that's the end of my information <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess really, I sort of feel like there should be more to say about it, but there isn't. But you know, it's good that they're doing that. I wish they would do that with uh, Dark Knight Carnival, but oh well. Oh yeah. All right, and then I guess maybe uh, there are two more things that I that I think I wanted to say uh, or talk about before we start doing our interviews of each other. Uh, one was that we actually got some official responses from the uh various people involved in the graphic novel with respect to the previous uh the previous two episodes where we discussed it and that's wild <laughs> i feel a bit starstruck by that but it was know. surreal yeah <laughs> feels amazing yeah and uh it was really fun um to go through that and i feel like we only got halfway there <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean there's there's plenty of stuff left yes 
from official z2 this analysis is amazing from the graphic novel account lovely comments and deserved criticisms yeah, yeah. really cool do we critique much? I guess we. I guess our yeah, critiques were only that we're confused at various points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they used computers that were too too new. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It sounds like hey, maybe you got a job on the next one if they uh, need some right. tech advising. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so um, and and we actually got a few uh, responses from the Baby Metal GN account referencing specific things that we were talking about in at least part one. I think they intend to do a little bit with part two as well so so that's that's cool um i don't know for sure if we're done talking about the graphic novel we may come back to it uh but and and we will spoil or fence it off in some way but that's very pleasing so anything else that uh anyone wanted to say about that um i'll say thank you for the responses it's really really helpful and supportive to the podcast Always feel good to have your work validated, especially by the people who came up with the product you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it greatly, um, but it's, and it's also, it's really neat that they're so open to talking to people, so. Yeah, if yeah, only we could get them running the band. <laughs> For real. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, so the the next thing, I don't know how long I'll go on about this but just because we are in kind of like a news hiatus time for the most part i mean you know we have collected together up to this point two weeks worth of news (laughs) and um the one thing that would be interesting i think to do would be just to kind of like talk a little bit about individual topics and so the the first one that i was thinking about was to talk a little bit about specifically the song doki doki morning um because what's interesting about that is that it has, it's the first one, right? I mean, it's the thing that started it all. Uh, we've had a chance to kind of see it evolve over time, you know, so we have the first, the first performance uh, in the, um, in the Smile documentary discs, and we have the music video, we have the commentary to the music video, which is great. Um, if anyone hasn't uh, heard that, then definitely go read go you know experience the commentary and we have different performances like in tokyo dome where it's spread out in there you know and we have a couple other things to compare uh i I believe the last time it was performed as three was at the silver fox festival the last time it was performed at all was at legend s uh and so there's there's actually there's kind of a lot of stuff to talk about um also, Dwayne Metal, if people haven't come across him, he's he goes through five five parts of a video uh, series, you know, working through exactly what the lyrics mean as far as he's concerned, although I am not completely sure he's right. Well, he's um, a native Japanese teacher who lives in the U.S. teaching Japanese, right? Yeah. I, I, his translation's probably pretty good, though I suppose translating lyrics is always up for interpretation. Yeah, I have a, when we talk about it, I have a, a couple things that I will wonder about, but um, oh, but I am not a speaker of Japanese at all. So, um, but, and also, you know, so because it was the first song, it kind of launched the idea, you know, so it kind of embodies the, the original guy, uh, the original guy, I'm, seeing, I'm reading the chat, <laughs> <laughs> chat thing, and I 
get distracted. Uh, it embodies the original idea, is what I mean. Um, somebody had typed guy in the chat room. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, so what? Uh, so everybody's homework, basically, uh, is to kind of remind yourself about things that you thought about, about uh, Doki Doki Morning. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about just evolution of, you know, to the extent that there is any evolution of the choreography and uh, any thoughts we had about how it's developed, how it started, how it fits into the whole, um, you know, sort of oeuvre. Um, yes. The merch involved, how it was released originally in various kinds. Uh, there, in, in, as I was researching this, there was a, I discovered that there's a version I didn't know about. <laughs> so that's irritating, but there's a UK pro promotional one that I, that I don't have and probably won't be able to get. But uh, anyway, so I think this will be fun. Uh, to to kind of like dig through it, so we at least will all kind of review what's what there is, and uh, uh, but if you want to sort of uh, follow along, uh, you listening there can uh, also kind of review these things. Does that sound fun? I don't know. I think that sounds sounds fun, fun to me because we got you know we got so <laughs> it was so fun doing homework for the last one. <laughs> you just have to keep oh, doing yes. homework. <laughs> I don't I don't think we have to do quite as much homework talking yeah. about a song. No, I was surprised though when I was think when I was kind of thinking through it. Um, you know, I mean, whatever, it's three three and a half minutes long, but there's mm -hmm. still enough to talk about there. Um, that we'll see, we'll see. Should be fun. Anyway, so that's that's the plan for uh, that's you know an upcoming episode. But so th with the rest of the time, I think we were kind of thinking that maybe it would be good to talk a little bit about who we are. You know, like why we're why why we're here on the podcast, how we got here. That kind of thing. I think we probably all have somewhat independent uh, histories that brought us here. So uh, I don't know exactly how we want to start. Maybe, um, I don't know, Garrett, maybe we could start with you. Um, okay. What, uh, so how did, how did you, how did you start? Like what, what, how did you meet with this band Metal? in the first place? Oh man, I was back in high school. The first music video I'd ever watched by them, I just stumbled upon it on YouTube was, um, Headbanger, mm. and um, I didn't. I openly admit it didn't hook me. I go, this this is crazy. What is this? And then like a few months later, it popped up on my recommended side again, you know. And then I watched it again. Like, oh okay, this is like this is from the transition of me listening to mostly like pop music into metal. I haven't always been a metal head, metal head, but over the past ten years, I've just exclusively metal now. And now I'm on a podcast talking about a, a metal <laughs> band and. It's that's escalating very quickly. But so so you're um like prior to this you did listen to metal or not? Like no, like pr prior to like 2008, I had didn't listen to metal at all. I was never around it, never even heard of it. None of my parents listened to it. I just I I grew up with a couple friends who did, and that was my first exposure. But but the baby metal wasn't until halfway through high school. What did you listen to? Uh, like, it's whatever's on the radio. I wasn't really into music, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was more focused with like skateboarding and like guitar, like playing guitar, not really listening to anything on the radio. I played chords for church and stuff, but that was basically it. Huh. Cool. What about you, Paul? What was your well, first exposure to baby metal? Uh, well, okay, so yeah, so that I, um, my. If you go on Google, you can 
check your history and you can see at least you know if you didn't turn off monitoring soon enough <laughs> you can see when you watched what videos um and i'm trying to remember i i'm pretty sure uh and i've, I've not, by now i don't have it in front of me but but i basically saw the give me chocolate video when it was new and it somehow just bounced off you know i mean i, I clearly watched it because google said i did <laughs> but um but it just it didn't i didn't really sort of get there until i think it was probably uh october 2017 maybe so it was like right right around when the big fox festival was actually happening uh which is a little bit frustrating you have to understand <laughs> yes but, yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so i i mean like one thing that i thought was kind of it was interesting because back you know when i was in my youth there was at least a time when i was you know listening to sort of like various metal things you know i would i would listen to iron maiden and metallica and stuff like that you know and and then i just sort of lost interest in that uh and didn't really listen to much of anything uh and you know it really hadn't occurred to me to listen to these things but uh one thing that i really did kind of draw me in about baby metal was that uh it's it is it is that same kind of metal energy but without without all the negative stuff that kind of goes along with it it's not like you know death and war and blood and you know yeah <laughs> a cult or whatever Are you sure it's, about that <laughs> it's i mean it, it's really um uh it was it, you know at, at first i really had the same I, you know i'm sure impression a lot of people did which is like you know this it's almost like it's trying too hard like this is just this is kind of just ridiculous um and then it just takes like a couple days maybe and then suddenly it's like oh yeah you know actually this this does they do fit together in a way that i didn't you know i didn't appreciate initially um so so yeah i mean i i sort of feel like it got me back interested into metal that i had abandoned basically basically you know so um so that, you know i think that's kind of cool um and i was never into anything that was remotely like idol music right yeah like i i've been like my first real exposure to metal was metallica and like same like i slowly grew into baby metal and like now i'm slowly oozing into periphery and some slightly heavier stuff but baby mm -hmm. metal is like one of the, still the biggest metal band that i listen to right now i think so you said it brought you back to metal. What are you listening to anything else in the metal genre now that you are a huge baby metal fan? Like, I I bounce around. Like baby <laughs> metal's always had this place in my playlist, you know. But like, I've been watching, like, listening to a lot of like Wage War, and uh, like again Periphery, another big one. They have a new sure. album coming out soon. Nice. And Bare Tooth, another one. What about you? Paul? Yeah, but for me, I think. Um... You know, I, I say back, but I think maybe that that might have been overstating it because um, at this point, there aren't my rotation is not very large. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I. But I do I do sort of think I mean like I have this idea that at least uh, at least one of the things that Kobo wanted to do was to rein reinvigorate the the metal genre, and I think you know bringing bringing people in who wouldn't have been listening to it, and I think that's you know they are doing that or they were doing that sure <laughs> that was kind of the idea but yeah i mean like as far as as far as what i you know i what it's caused me to do is re-listen to some of the things that i used to listen to but uh you know and i guess i listen to bandmade now <laughs> but yeah even though it's oh we all have <laughs> it's interesting because like i sort of feel like um it's 
they're very good and there's a kind of a there's a kind of a conceptual connection that i don't i don't even like in a way that i you know like i'm not pleased that this is how i got led to bandmade but i like them you know? <laughs> i feel uh, the same way actually yeah because they're they're really not very much alike you know in in anything but sort of like one dimension sure so yeah how about, how about you kevin what, yeah what so brought you um uh, kind of like you guys i started with metal heavy rock hard rock that kind of thing when i was younger a lot of metallica seven dust godsmack rammstein mm -hmm. all that stuff um and i happened to be following or watching a uh like a live recap there's some great channels on youtube that pull all metallica content from their live shows and basically show the live on youtube um, and i was following them in south korea because they were out touring in asia and i was watching their show and the first three minutes of the video they were showing clips of them setting up and then their opening acts and for about seven seconds uh, in the beginning of this video there were three girls dancing insane and i was getting blasted in the face with metal as they were jumping around the stage and i i just had to, I was like, what the hell is this <laughs> um and i immediately stopped what i was doing i stopped watching that video and started googling who the heck opened for them and tracked them down that way um, i think the first video i watched was give me chocolate because i think and it still is the number one viewed video on the channel mm -hmm. and i asked myself what the heck is this and then I watched another video. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I don't really get the girls dancing, and I don't understand what's happening. I don't think I like the vocals, but the metal behind it and the instrumental is incredible. It is ripping my face off. There must be more. So, you know, lo and behold, it's now 4 o'clock in the morning, and I have gone completely down the rabbit hole because I started finding... <laughs> That's how it happens. You know, because I, I started finding videos of baby metal live on YouTube, and I was like, okay... Now that I've seen it live, holy crap, this is incredible. Uh, then I found the subreddit, and then I found the Google Doc that has all of the live shows. And before I knew it, the sun was coming up in the morning, and I was regretting all of my decision decisions that night. But had, <laughs> right. fallen, but had fallen incredibly in love and was already talking to my friends. He said, hey, check this out, check this out. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, you mentioned, uh, you know, bad timing. Uh, Metallica was touring, and they opened for them in South Korea. Um, before announcing and going to Tokyo Dome, so te so technically I was a fan before Tokyo Dome happened. It was oh. the first release of a video I was waiting to buy, um, so I was really disappointed that I wasn't committed enough because I knew about it and had the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though, and like I, something you said, you know, made me maybe you know reminded me that I really I did not look uh, upon them favorably at first. It really seemed like you know some weird uh kind of like japanese trick to be weird you know, like a specific yeah. mashup that was just you know all about it you know it's this it's the thing that everybody thinks right first absolutely um and so i i kind of like i sort of feel like i just turned it off displeased with it at first and and uh it is weird um it's very unfortunate that that's the first thing you think but it is uh i think for a lot of people a, a mindset that's hard to get them away from i want to say probably for a western audience it's probably pretty normal um you know and i gotta throw a shout out to my friends i was sitting um i was chatting online in a discord server with some friends when i was watching this and happened to share it with them you know we were all laughing at it at first um, but mm -hmm. we all had kind of similar tastes in music 
And, you know, we got into some interesting discussion as we were watching this and kind of all went on this journey together, uh, me and two friends. Um, and it was really fun to kind of go from, you know, what the hell is this? Okay, I don't like the little girls singing and dancing, but the metal is incredible to completely buying off on the concept, you know, and becoming a fan basically that night. Yeah, you know, my, my first month was a was a largely lost month. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a total blur. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Vars, what was your what was your background? Yeah, um well, <laughs> I think the f the first time I ever saw baby metal was 2014 uh mm -hmm. when gimme chocolate came out but i did not take much notice of it because i was pretty young then and all i listened to was skrillex and daft punk and all that kind of stuff so it, it didn't really i didn't it didn't really i didn't really get into it <laughs> until a lot later mm -hmm. um but i was into a lot of japanese things like anime and I just, I guess when I first saw Baby Metal, I was thinking, this is something I'll never get. <laughs> but uh, later down the line, uh, after coming off a big tour of one of my favorite bands and seeing them and being a big fan and meeting all the fans, um, I sort of was just messing around and I guess I stumbled across Gimme Chocolate again. And it was like one of those things where you you watch it once and then you just keep going back to it. <laughs> and I, I even discussed that with like a couple of my friends, like, oh, this <laughs> Gimme Chocolate is really cool. You know, I'm a weeaboo, I love this. <laughs> and uh, someone mentioned, oh, I love their song Karate. And I remember watching that, and the first time it sort of blew my mind, like the opening riff and the whole music video and like everything about it. And I think that's when I sort of became obsessed and couldn't stop listening to their music and i remember i was down at the shop uh and i was like do they have baby metal here and uh they had metal resistance and i bought it and first time listening to it and from there from then on i just i just loved every bit of it also eventually i joined uh the bm communities and that <laughs> yeah right. that, sure. that, that's basically how it happened it's amazing how everybody I've talked to, you guys included, I'm not, well, I guess I can't say everybody, almost everybody I've talked to kind of goes on the similar progression of, you know, what is this? Do I like this? I don't know if I like this. I think I like this. Okay, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I think the shock factor of the Gimme Chocolate video is what I love about it. Sure. It's how it just sort of opens and then... You see all these blurry things going on, and then you see the three girls standing there, and then they sort of, you know, it says, give me chocolate, and then that opening riff comes in, and you see these, like, three girls just dancing t to this crazy thrash metal. It's like, wow, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I actually, um, I think I didn't, I didn't really like the give me chocolate video that much like it like karate was the one that pulled me in I, I you know i watched it a couple times it was interesting to watch i watched it a couple more times and then i discovered i was just you know happy enough to leave it playing in the background even when i wasn't watching it sure <laughs> you know um but it, that one felt a little bit more i guess i felt like give me chocolate was specifically just uh it was it was it's the thing that gives you that feeling like it's trying <laughs> and i didn't want right. it to try but um I want to mention something Cam Metal actually reminded me of in chat. 
Um, he says Road of Resistance is the song that did it for him. Uh, hearing the crowd from the official video blew him away. Yes. Um, and I got to say, that's that's the exact same thing that happened to me. You know, I mentioned I was going through all their videos on YouTube, watching the music videos. And when I came across Road of Resistance, it was a live. And it wasn't until I saw a live performance and was convinced that it wasn't just all studio fakery. Right. And I was able to see that, okay, there's thousands of people here going absolutely insane for this. <laughs> I, I have to see more and see more of the live stuff. And it wasn't until I started finding all the live shows that I really bit off. I actually like to point out something. Uh, on my Spotify, you know the how you can do like the my 2018 or whatever? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, when I did that, it, it came out uh, the first band you discovered or like the first song that you discovered of the year. And it came out with Bay Metal Karate for me. Oh, cool. nice. <laughs> so that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it occurs to me like i don't even know if i should admit this but um <laughs> at any rate like I, it, I was remembering now how i really did get here and this the step i missed in the middle was that there was um i think basically about when that went viral i got i really got kind of hooked on that pon 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 song <laughs> <laughs> I and, love her. She's and, so good. Yeah. So, so I had I had been I had actually been following Carrie Pami Pami fairly closely. Um, and you know, so I had had all that stuff, and I'd been kind of like paying attention to Me that. Me and Paul best friends now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and you know, it was it was basically in the sidebar. This is where Baby Metal showed up, right? You know, it's kind of in the sidebar of this. And, um, I do remember thinking, you know, I. I, because I'd seen it, you know. I remember, I remember having seen it somewhere in the past, and and it showed up in the sidebar again. And, and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll try this again. And I remember kind of thinking, uh, you know, sort of, sort of being a little bit fearful that, you know, if I if I do click on this and start watching, you know, the baby metal videos, I'm, it's like I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna move away, you know. Like <laughs> I, I I had this sense that I was a uh, that was gonna be the end of my ping that close attention to to uh carry Pamu. but uh, <laughs> and uh it's true uh uh i mean like there's it's a different world um it's i do actually find that the baby metal stuff is much more kind of like honest in a way you know it's it is actually live stuff happening with a band and all that stuff and it's not the same kind of idly stuff even though i, I would you know it's probably arguable that uh carry Pamu isn't exactly idle but Nevertheless, um, it's uh, I, I I I saw it coming. <laughs> yes, I was right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I yeah I've always been sort of someone that's been into Japanese things uh, for a long time. Like I, I remember I used to collect Pokemon and that. And I think mm-hmm. yeah the Pon 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 video is like one of those things that I remember watching. And I think it's probably the same thing that led me towards uh give me the kimmy chocolate video i i did not remember how i found it but uh (laughs) but yeah (laughs) i I think like there was a point there was even a point in time uh when i was 14 where i'd listen to like hatsune miku and vocaloids and all that kind of stuff so (laughs) it took me long enough to get into baby metal (laughs) so i want to know i think if you're a savvy listener and have a good memory, we know the answer to one of these questions. Um, everybody's been to a live in here. What was everybody's first show? 
Uh, for me, for me, it was the um, uh, the where is it? Charlotte show, just this this past this tour, past this year. past okay. summer. For me, it was uh, Palladium. Oh wow! Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Lucky you. Oh, that's yeah. One. Yeah. So me. Yeah. I was really lucky on this one because I live not too far from there. It's a really easy trip. Um, and it just so happened they announced that tour and all of that pretty soon after I got really into the band. So. My first show was um, a Kansas City. This most recent tour. Yeah. Well, it was a noteworthy one. I'm, yeah, I don't know how to. I'm sorry, but awesome. Yeah. At the same time, I'm sure people who like that was their first show still enjoyed it. I mean, I know, I've heard some people like that was their first show and they were like in the mosh pit enjoying it. <laughs> you know, but sure. eventually after it sort of settled in, what happened? But yeah. I've never had a bad time at one of their concerts this last year included well my first show was uh good things festival in melbourne so yeah and that was amazing them coming near me for the very first australian show and i was right there so it felt great yeah that's excellent awesome well, hopefully it'll happen again <laughs> yes big things big things oh good big things, things. <laughs> <Come>. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully there is, hopefully they're right. Um, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of ways that things could go in the future. Um, maybe by the time we record again, we'll know something more. Could well be. Sure, hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for the announcement tomorrow. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not another Instagram puzzle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was uh, I I've probably and I can't even remember if we talked about this before, but but uh, the uh, that other one, uh, I've memorialized that in my sort of like little profile picture. I, it's I I will always be the have my little picture be the EP that, <laughs> that was allegedly a letter. Right. <laughs> God, I remember that day very well. What a stressful day to be in the online community. <laughs> the baby middle discord was just several people typing for hours i think i even fell asleep at one point and it was still going when i woke up yeah. i couldn't keep up <laughs> nope couldn't keep up with everything there was i mean you know there was there was a kind of a fun to that though like when when we were getting this uh i forget it was i think it was a count up i forget if it was a count up or count down i think it was a count up with all the images from the back of the distortion single and you know like from the video when, it was fun for the first like know. three or four images yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it, it, it the payoff wasn't really what we'd hoped <laughs> ultimately yeah, it was just a lore video <laughs> it was pretty fun though like watching people try to fit them together <laughs> to make some something out of these <laughs> sure uh, so i guess i'd a puzzle would be better than silence but uh I think. I guess sure. I'll take anything at this point. Yeah. New merch? Uh, well, uh, we know that would work, but... Gotta expand my bathroom collection. That's right. <laughs> Alright, anyway, I think, uh, I think probably we have uh, mostly introduced ourselves to everyone here. So, um... Yeah, it's interesting actually. We our our histories are more different than I than I'd guessed they would be. So that's 
kind of cool too. Yeah, I love hearing about how people came upon this group because it's so unique and everybody has a different but similar story, which I find kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, this would be a great time if you're listening to this and you have the opportunity, let us know in the comments uh, how you found the band. I'd love to go through and read all those and kind of take us on your journey. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be that would be fun to see too. We get yeah. little snippets here and there, and you know, in discussions, but um, it'd be fun to kind of go through them in an organized way. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so the 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 plan is that next time we will talk through uh, some thoughts on Doki Doki Morning as a as an introductory topic, and we will probably come come up with other topics of that type. Maybe not song based, but concert based or whatever we'll we'll see how it goes but i think this i think this is going to be an interesting exercise and hopefully not a disaster <laughs> um but so everybody you know remind yourself of the words the history anything you thought about it and uh well we'll go through it next time and i guess basically that'll be it for this episode then so you can join us on the baby metal podcast discord to continue the conversation and rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help other people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks, and we hope you'll join us. And until then, see you.